It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello, welcome to another episode of A to Z Mavs here on the A to Z Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ian Kayanja, and today we're going to be talking everything and anything about the Mavs tying the series at two games apiece at home. Stay tuned. Before we get talking about game five, I want to paint the picture for you in how Dallas tied this series at two games apiece. So if you can recall back to last week, the Mavs came home and they were down 2-0 and they lost to Phoenix twice. And both times the, the losses looked pretty convincing and Phoenix looked like the best team in basketball. And then game three happened where Chris Paul, for some reason, for some weird understanding played a pretty bad Chris Paul game. He had seven first half turnovers. And then game four happened where Dorian Finney-Smith shoots eight for 12 from three, and that results in two Mavs wins. So what in this series exactly changed? Did the Mavs just start making shots or is it something else? And I'm here to posit that it's one, the Mavs made shots, but also two, Chris Paul is known to flounder 2-0 series leads. And so let's put this in Mavs-specific context. So what changed from Game 2 to Game 3 that led to the Chris Paul bad game? Well, one, the Mavs picked up the pressure. They started playing Chris Paul full court. So what does that mean? They were putting Reggie Bullock on Chris Paul from 94 feet. He was 94 feet away from his basket and, and was struggling to get the inbounds pass. The Mavs wanted to make him work. And then when Reggie Bullock wasn't picking up Chris Paul full court, they then threw Dorian Finney-Smith on him, who is known as an agitator and a great defender and a guy that plays hard. And so they immediately took Chris Paul out of his game in Game 3 by the unexpected pressure. Dallas stopped letting Phoenix walk the ball up and get into their offensive sets. And so here's what Reggie Bullock had to say about switching up the defensive game plan on Chris Paul. Brunson described Chris Paul's game as kind of uncharacteristically bad, and you played a part in that, picking him up full court at some points. Um, did you do anything different defensively to Chris Paul last night to kind of force him into those six turnovers in the first half and seven overall? Um, I was just aggressive, but I mean, I trust my back line behind me. Um, obviously, I'm one of the guys that's picking up full court. I trust the back line behind me. I mean, he's he's going to get past me sometimes, but I know that my teammates will be there to cover. But um, it just started with me just being aggressive, just trying to be attached to him and just trying to try to make his night tough with, you know, all the catches and just trying to be into him. There you have it. Reggie Bullock says that the game plan was to be aggressive with Chris Paul. And it's quite funny because after game four, Dorian Finney-Smith described the efforts surrounding Chris Paul and how exactly the Mavs started slowing him down is he's old. They want him to be tired. They want him to work for everything he has to get on the court. And in game three, that was completely evident. They were making Chris Paul uncomfortable. He picked up a technical foul. He was throwing the ball out of bounds. And it was all because Reggie decided he wanted to get into Chris Paul instead of letting Chris Paul get into his offensive sets. 
granted, Chris Paul's a Hall of Famer, and you know at some point in this series he's going to figure out how to deal with the pressure. But for now, it's it's good enough that Dallas was able to steal two wins while Chris Paul struggled to understand what exactly Dallas was doing on defense, game three specifically. And so headed back to Phoenix after tying the series at two games apiece, it's going to be a concerted team effort to continue that pressure because obviously it'll be a lot harder when the Phoenix crowd is jumping. You don't know what the refs may or may not call. Dallas has oftentimes been in foul trouble in Phoenix. And so how do the Mavs pick up the pressure? That's something that we're going to see in game five, which is the pivot point in this series. But before we get too far ahead of ourselves, I want to talk about the things that happened in game four, where you saw Adavis Bertans emergence. He hit four threes in the contest. You saw a Dorian Finney-Smith masterclass. He hit eight threes in the contest. And then you saw a Luka Doncic game that was not that good, but it also explained so much of what Luka Doncic is able to do, even when he's not shooting the ball well. But we'll dive into that one after the quick break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back. If you don't remember, earlier in this series, we talked about Luka Doncic needing to trust his teammates more. I mean, in the first two games, he was dropping 40-some points, but by the end of the game, he looked gassed, tired, and kind of dejected. Well, that changed in games three and game four. I mean, Luka didn't shoot the ball well in game four at all, but yet he still kind of had a sneaky good game. And it, it's the, I call it the Luka Doncic effect. And I know not such an original name, but I think it surmises exactly what Doncic is able to do in terms of his gravity and heliocentricness on the floor. So Doncic ended game four with 26 points. He shot nine of 25 from the field. He got to the free throw line about eight times and, you know, he shot one for 10 from three. It's not exactly the prettiest of Doncic games, but what you saw in that in his 37 minutes on the court was that his gravity whenever he's on the floor it's it's un unmistakable you can't ignore it there were times where Doncic was just picking who he wanted to go at and he scored every single time and it wasn't that you know Doncic was doing this James Harden impression although we can dive into that at a different point maybe in the offseason but it was Doncic was able to hunt bad matchups and either score or assist. And after the game, Jason Kidd said, you know, every time we touch the paint, it's either a layup or a three-pointer. And I think that is exactly why Phoenix is having trouble stopping Dallas as of late in the series and why the series has shifted towards Dallas's favor. Because Dallas is able to spread you out, run five out offense, and then from that point, it's Luka Doncic, feel free to pick whichever matchup you want, manipulate that matchup, and either score or assist. 
it's not the most beautiful basketball, but lately it's been effective. When you have Dorian Finney-Smith wide open in the corner or Reggie Bullock wide open on a catch-and-shoot or Maxi Kleber, who's been great in this series and has provided the exact lift that the Mavs have needed, Dallas can beat you five different ways, and that all starts with Luka. In Game 4, for example, when Chris Paul picked up his fifth foul and left in the third quarter, campaign came in and was guarding Luka Doncic, and immediately everyone in the arena knew that was a mismatch. So what did Luka do? Luka just backed him down and punished him with his body. I mean, for as much as Luka flops, and yes, he does flop, he's also great at punishing guys that are just smaller than him. And there was a few times where Luka scored over campaign and did the two little hand gesture. And I think Monty Williams should have been taking note because there's no reason campaign should have ever been guarding Luka Doncic. But it was things like that along the way that helped Dallas answer every one of Phoenix's runs in game four. For example, Devin Booker had carried the Suns back into it and it was 82 to 78 at one point in the third quarter. So what does Luka do? He slows the pace down and he gets a good shot. And that shot was for Frank Nilakina, who arguably had one of the biggest shots of his career. And that's just what he does. It's, it's the Luka heliocentricness that allows the others on Dallas to do what they do well and pigeonhole them in specific roles where they know what they should do and they know what they shouldn't do. And that's what you need out of role players. And yes, role players play better at home. And yes, role players shoot better at home. But as for game four, they did exactly what they needed to. They hit the timely threes. Dorian Finney-Smith hit some big threes. They played defense. And then they allowed Luka to hunt whoever he wanted on the other end of the floor. And if Dallas is going to win this series, they're going to continue to need to get those types of matchups with the campaigns and with the, the Chris Pauls, arguably, because Chris Paul got in foul trouble because he when he picked up some tic-tac ones, but also Luka was gaming him a little bit. There was a bit of gamesmanship. And that comes from Luka Doncic, though, being so young, is one of the smartest basketball players in this league. And he knows what he can and can't do. And he knows how to get a certain guy in a certain position that is unfavorable to them. And all of Phoenix's advantages when they were playing in Dallas, turned into detriments. DeAndre Ayton, effective in Phoenix. In Dallas, he couldn't guard the three-point line. Chris Paul, effective in Phoenix. I mean, his fourth quarter in Game 2 was miraculous. He couldn't stay on the floor in Game 4. The only one that seems to be consistent anywhere they play is Devin Booker, and that's simply because Dallas doesn't have the perimeter stoppers, or enough of them. Reggie Bullock plays decent defense, Dorian plays decent defense, but with Chris Paul in foul trouble, there's only so much Devin Booker can do. And it's really shaping up that Game 5 is going to prove this series. I think Phoenix is a better basketball team for sure. When you look down the roster and you look down those names, and when you understand what guys do, Phoenix is hands down the better team. They have the best record in basketball. But with Chris Paul, you just never know. The guy melts down. And so let's talk about that real quick. Chris Paul has this history of blowing 2-0 series leads. He did it in the NBA Finals last year. And now it's shaping up to be a little bit of the same. And I'm not saying that the Mavs are going to go on and win this series. I still think there's a lot to prove in the next game, in Game 6 especially. But if Chris Paul continues to struggle like this, 
I don't see how Phoenix can compete because so much of what Phoenix does is predicated on Chris Paul being great. And I don't dare say that the Mavs took Chris Paul out of his game, but maybe they got in his head a little bit. I mean, let's talk about game four, for instance. He picked up his fourth foul right before halftime, and he was running for an offensive rebound, crashed into Luka. Luka flopped a little bit, and next thing you know, Paul has four, and he's kind of checked out of the game, can't do too much, can't be aggressive. And the Mavs have done a great job of baiting Paul into a lot of the fouls that Paul has made a career of baiting others into. And so in this whole tale of the tape, this series is shaping up to be a lot like that OKC LA Clippers series where Chris Paul took a 2-0 lead and then things kind of went haywire and it's unexplainable. Maybe it's a mental block. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's Dallas pushing the right buttons at the right time. But if this series turns into one that the Suns blow, I mean, and the, with the way Dallas is playing, would it be? too egregious to say that this is having shades of 2011 and with that let's think about it dallas handled the utah team pretty easily and then they're now their back was against the wall phoenix could have taken a 3-0 or 3-1 series lead this past weekend and they fought back they they climbed up off the mat and now they're headed to phoenix with all the momentum with chris paul struggling and then if you beat phoenix you get the winner of Memphis and Golden State. And I think Phoenix is the best team out of this bunch, which means that next series may be a little bit easier in terms of game planning, especially if, say, Golden State collapses and the Mavs get Memphis. Then we could be looking at a finals berth. And I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but can't we say it's possible? Can we say it's conceivable? Maybe a little bit? Because Luka Doncic, playing great. Jalen Brunson has found a way to be effective in this series, and he's effective in spurts and spots. Dorian Finney-Smith and Reggie Bullock are playing the best defense of their careers while also shooting the ball great. And Maxi Kleber has been a X-factor in this series. Not to say that you know, the Mavs are going to the finals, punch your ticket, buy your tickets. But in a certain universe, if things break right, especially after game five, don't be shocked if you see the Mavs playing in the Western Conference Finals. Because if the Mavs win game five, and then they're headed back to Dallas, a place where Phoenix hasn't won in this series and Chris Paul has played poorly, and the Mavs hold all the momentum. Can this series shift from being Suns in five to Dallas in six? Only time will tell. But I'm here to tell you that it's a possibility. And I'm not trying to be cavalier in saying that. But if you look at the way the Mavs have played, I wouldn't deny it personally. There you have it. This week's episode of Mavs A to Z here on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. Thank you for listening. Uh, again, I'm your host, Ian Kayanja. You can find me on Twitter. My at is I-A-N-I-A-N-K-A-Y. Make sure to stay tuned to all of our Dallas coverage, whether it's the Cowboys or the Mavs, at a tozsports.com slash Dallas. Again, it is a tozsports.com slash Dallas. Also follow our Mavs 
page for A to Z Sports, which the link will be found in the show notes below. And as always, may the rest of your day be the best of your day. Peace.